You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am recording this at 8.30 p.m. I have already had dinner. I am already in my pajamas, and I am about to do my nighttime skincare routine, which I'm so excited about because I'm loving face cleansing balm. I don't know what it is about these facial cleansing balms, but it just like has me excited to do my nighttime skincare routine. You guys, you know, when you like have a nighttime routine that makes you excited to do your skincare, like that's where I'm at right now. And I'm not necessarily loyal to any one cleansing balm or oil for that matter, but here are a few that I'm like kind of trying out now. Naturopathica, they make a great Manuka honey cleansing balm that I've really enjoyed. I have the large size that I keep in my shower. And then I also have a little mini when I travel that I actually just got for Christmas. So that's been great. And then Drunk Elephant has one. It's called Slay, Slay, S-L-A-I-I, Slay Makeup Melting Butter. I feel like when brands try to do these like cutesy names that you can't pronounce, it's just like, make it easy for us. Like, did we need it to be called Slay Makeup Melting Butter? But it's a good product. I think it really does a great job. I think the reason I love these balms is because it's wintertime, like the wind is harsh, and you don't want to strip your face of all of its natural oils. But I do think it's obviously very important to cleanse your skin. So a little goes a long way with these balms, but it feels so nice to just come home and just slather like a very rich kind of like velvety texture, thick balm onto your face to really just get that dirt and grime of the day gone. So I do that and I I kind of just rub it in everywhere. And then I take a warm washcloth. It's like hot to warm. It's, it's, it's actually hot. I take a hot washcloth and I just put it over my entire face and I just let it sit there for like 30 seconds or so. And then I just wipe everything off. And it's like the most satisfying feeling ever, especially if you've been wearing makeup all day. Now, the washcloth part took me a while to figure out, but Amazon sells these great microfiber towels for makeup. I feel like the dark ones obviously are the best. Um, I have one that says like makeup on it. It's $17 for six. I'll link to it in the show notes, but 
I love that. And I just follow it up after I do the cleansing balm. I follow up with a real cleanser. I shouldn't say real cleanser, but with like a traditional liquid cleanser after that. And right now I'm trying two new brands. So I'm not really loyal to any one cleanser. I feel like cleanser is, it's not on your skin for a very long time. It's a very brief engagement. So I feel like I don't have a cleanser that I'm like, oh my God, you guys have to buy this cleanser. But I'm liking Alpine Beauty. It's Alpine spelled with a Y. They have a foaming cleanser that's hydrating, but it really works to kind of like refine pores and exfoliate. And it's a totally, totally clean line. All of the plants are wild harvested from Jackson Hole, which is like, I feel like that's like a hardcore marketing angle, but I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and the products are good. So I will take this wild crafted Jackson Hole goodness and put it all over my face. So I'm liking those cleansers not loyal to any one cleanser, but I'm just loving this feeling of putting on my facial balm to take off my makeup for the day. Okay, enough about my boring nighttime skin routine and on to Satchel. Satchel Lee, what a wonderful gem of a human being she is. She has this quiet confidence that just feels so infectious. Like you talk to her and you just want to keep talking to her forever and ever. And she's definitely a creative. I think I'm really drawn to artists. I'm really impressed by people who dedicate themselves to just creating, right? I think it's such a bold move. And you would think that it would be even more daunting for her because of who her parents are. So her mother, Tanya Lewis Lee, is a film producer. And you've probably seen her most recent project on Netflix, She Gotta Have It. But I feel like if Nola Darling was a real person walking around in 2020, she would definitely be on Naked Beauty, right? Like, don't you guys feel that? Like, I feel like I want to interview the character Nola Darling. And then her father is Spike Lee, Oscar-winning director of a few films that you may, may have heard of, like Do the Right Thing, Black Klansman, which he most recently won the Oscar for, Malcolm X, Jungle Fever, Mo Better Blues, 25th Hour, He Got Game, Girl 6, which I watched recently for the first time. And Naomi Campbell plays a sex phone operator in that movie. It is definitely worth watching because her performance gave me life. Really big legacy behind her. But you can tell that at a really young age, she's already tapped into what's important to her. And what's important to her is building community, which really speaks to me because whether you listen to a handful of these podcasts or come to an event, or if you just participate in the polls that we do on the Naked Beauty Planet Instagram account, I really do hope that Naked Beauty feels like a community to all of you. When you guys put this show on every Monday, whether you're listening in your car, whether you're putting your headphones in, whether you're just trying to tune out background noise at work, I really do hope that like you just take a deep exhale and just enjoy this moment of listening and that you feel good as you listen. It brings me joy to think about all of you listening in various parts of the world, enjoying this show. And we're all sort of this like interconnected community, even without knowing each other. So you're going to hear about the role that community has played in Satchel's life and why it's so important to her in the episode, along with just some other great, great advice and perspective that she offers. I thought she was so lovely to talk to. I hope you guys love the episode. Subscribe to the podcast. If you're not subscribed, take the time to rate and review. Follow at Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. That's the community for this show. And I'm at Brooke DeVard on all social platforms. You can stay in touch with me there. And yeah, let's get into the episode with Satchel. 
You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm here with Satchel Lee, an artist. You do so many things that we just had to land on like <laughs> you as an artist, but you create amazing films, Thanks. amazing visual expressions. We Are Drome is a collective, but then also a physical magazine, which I think is so cool. Yeah. And I feel like superficially, when I was looking at your pictures, I was like, oh my God, she's gorgeous. But then I saw like the work you were doing with Jerome and I was like, oh, like she's super cool. I need to have her on. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So you grew up here in New York, like I me. Did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just talking about the Horace Mann Dalton experience. You survived it. I did survive it. Yeah. I'm just like such a huge New Yorker. Yeah. You know, like it's like in my soul. Yeah. Um, and it was a really interesting experience that I'm grateful for. Looking back, sometimes it can be like, wow, that was crazy. But like, it was also dope. I think New York is one of those things that really like shapes your identity in a Definitely. major way. Have you ever been to Japan? I haven't. Oh my God. Okay. I was just there for three weeks. I went to Osaka. So do you know how in Japan they're like obsessed with New York and like hip hop culture? It's like yeah. a whole thing. Mm-hmm. They have a whole like do the right thing shop. <laughs> really? Osaka with vintage, I'm like, like when did this movie come out? Like the like nineteen eighty yeah eighty nine. Uh-huh. They had merch from nineteen eighty nine. That's so funny, huh? I wonder if my dad knows about that. Yeah, well, I took pictures. You can share with him. I will. <laughs> Actually, your parents are both so incredibly accomplished. Which mm-hmm. maybe is that like intimidating when you think about being an artist? No, not really. Not so much where it's like I'm intimidated by, I don't know, the work that they've done or like living up. To them, I think what I struggle with more, which is something I'm like really actively working on this year is like individualizing and like differentiating myself and also being like open about who I am and like what I'm interested in and the things that I'm thinking about and not feeling like my parents are going to be like, uh oh, you know, like yes. that they're, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes they can, because I... So I went to film school and I've been like writing scripts and I often write a lot about my life and my experiences and they'll be like, this is good, but you should stop writing about your life, you know? But I mean, arguably, I mean, Spike Lee, one of the greatest filmmakers ever to ever do it. Yeah. So much of what he wrote came from his life. Well, right. I mean, listen, people <laughs> <laughs> they become parents and they forget stuff. I mean, they're super supportive, um, which is wonderful. And I think they've definitely given me the space that I need to kind of figure out what it is that I want to do and how I want to do it. But 
you know, there is, we do have some conflict sometimes when they're like, oh no, not that. <laughs> I didn't mean that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you always know you wanted to do something creative? Yeah. It's like ingrained in Yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else there is to do. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've had like. thought from both of your parents also. Yeah. It wasn't like just like, oh, your dad was out and making films. Like your mom's also incredibly Absolutely. accomplished. And yeah. And she's a creative and it's like, I've tried to have like nine to five jobs <laughs> which jobs have you tried to have i worked at mtv um oh my God. as soon as i graduated college yeah i was on like the reboot of trl oh oh so wow i started I was, in the summer i was at viacom at that time oh, really? it was like like dj Khaled hosted yeah, yeah. the first episode it was a disaster Did you see the first episode <laughs> it was a disaster it was oh my gosh you were there then i was so it funny. was it was bad because like we started the episode we're all upstairs like popping champagne yeah like, oh my god it, and then just the show happens and we're like Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. But For people that didn't see it, because I'm sure no one listening saw it, but it was supposed to be a live broadcast. And like yeah. it, there were all these delays and it was yeah. very awkward and very tense. The problem was that we the studio wasn't ready until that morning. And so we had maybe like an hour of rehearsal time oh for a God. live broadcast, which made no sense. Um, <laughs> You're like, I'm just graduated from college, but even I know this doesn't make sense. And so that was kind of part of the issue. I was like, oh, I don't know. And I started in the summer working like on this kind of like interstitial series that they had. And I was a PA there. And then when we moved into actual TRL, I was like writing segments and doing stuff there. Yeah. Um, and it was a really great experience. I really loved everybody that I worked with, but I just was not like disciplined. I would like leave the office to go to the bank for yeah. like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Because you just want, you wanted to do things on your own time. Yeah. And creative inspiration could spark at any time. Exactly. And so is that around when you decided to start your own thing? So, yeah. Well, so Drome is interesting because I, my business partner, Caroline, started Drome when she was in college. She okay. went to Brown. And when I was at NYU, I had an artist collective with a bunch of my friends called Chromatic, which was oh, cool. um, like seven of us, like black kids making work in space to kind of uplift other artists of color. So I know Caroline because she also grew up here. She went to Spence oh, and cool. um, we were both in this thing called the network, which was like an affinity group for like queer kids growing up in the city. It was like the most. They didn't have any of this, by the way, when I was yeah. growing up. This sounds really cool. The network was like the most radical thing that like I've ever been a part of. It was like just high schoolers like coming together on their own accord. We would like go to people's houses and like have like a discussion and then like have a party after. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really amazing. It's interesting to hear you say that because I remember when I was at Spence, there was this whole thing where no one was out there, like in freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, there was not a single out woman. Yeah. In all four classes. And it's like, why is this the case? Well, it's so funny because that was such a long time ago. And I remember like when I was like in high school, literally nobody was out. I think I like came out as by honestly to only my guy friends at first because I was like, they're not going to care. But <laughs> they're like, cool. <laughs> they're like yeah. awesome. Like yeah. I can handle that. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't tell a lot of my like girlfriends until like later in the year. And just nobody was out. It just wasn't a thing. And I went yeah. back to Dalton a couple years later after I'd graduated and I was leading an assembly and just the landscape of the school had changed in so, so many different. different ways. There were so many queer kids, like the vocabulary so cool. that they had given the staff and the administration wow. was just so progressive. And it's really interesting to see that shift happen in such yeah. a short amount of time. That's amazing. Yeah. 
I read, I think it was a style interview with you where you said you read as straight, yeah. but you're bi. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something that bothers you? I don't know if it bothers me. I think it's something that like I'm always kind of thinking about because I want to be, I don't like being misidentified. Nobody likes being misidentified. It's the same thing. Like I'm a black woman. I think a lot of times in my life, people have approached me as if I'm biracial, Mm. like whatever that means. Because of your complexion. Exactly. Because of your eye color. Yeah, my hair, you know? And like, I know when you're talking to me, like you think I'm something else. Right. Like they say, um, so where are you from? Or like, what, what, what do you yeah, mean? They're like, they exactly. ask really stupid questions. Right. And I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. Um, and and you're so like black and black. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so I like with the way that I dress, I think in terms of like my sexuality, like it may not always like read as like queer to other people. But if I can look at my outfit and be like, this is a pretty queer outfit. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. then I'm happy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. So the nine to five was like, not for you. no. Your friend Caroline had made some good headway with Rome. Yeah, right. And so she invited me just kind of like out of the blue to the launch party for the first issue of the magazine. And I went and we kind of reconnected and she had seen what I was doing with Chromatic. So she was like, "Okay, that's really awesome. If you want to come kind of work on Rome, that's something that we can do. And so, yeah. Can you just name some of the incredible people that you guys have interviewed? Oh, gosh. Uh, Ashton Sanders. We had Billie Eilish. Yeah. Um, Ashton Sanders of Moonlight fame. Yes, exactly. Incredible. He is wonderful. Yeah. That interview was so wonderful. I just I mean, actors are interesting people. But I think what I loved about him was he was so just, I don't know, sensitive and pure. Soft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. just appreciated talking to him. Um close yeah uh, and Billie Eilish I feel like before she was Billie Eilish yeah like, I feel like you guys got on the Billie Eilish wave early yeah it was early yeah um and uh we had Amanda Nico Tortorello yeah. uh we've had Alok Vlad Menon like contribute to a bunch of yeah, uh, issues yeah so it's been a really good group of people and it's the one thing that I've loved about Drome is the community that we've been able to like amass around yes, it. Yes. Um, because as much as we do like, you know, the print issue and we have the Instagram, like a lot of it has been about like community building in like the actual like physical yeah. space. Um, That's so powerful because I think maybe your experience with the network and like, yeah, you can, you basically begin to understand the power of bringing like-minded people together. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so important. And so, I mean, I think about that all the time. Like if I hadn't had the network when I did, I'm not sure who I would be at this moment or what I yeah. would be doing. Cause I think it wow. really made an influence on that's like really deep. Yeah. So you're obviously a beautiful young woman. Thank you. Have you always <laughs> known you were beautiful? No, really? Yeah. Uh, I bet you were so cute. As a kid. <laughs> I was pretty cute. Yeah. But you know, I was cute, but you know how like some babies are like pretty. Yeah. Like, I don't think I was like a pretty, but I feel like you were one of those like get stopped everywhere like oh my god yeah I was like a little like precocious Um, yeah but I think it's funny like we were talking about you know private schools before and I went to a predominantly Jewish school yeah from like first grade to eighth grade and I guess Dalton is too but it felt less Mm -hmm. and like nobody looked at me that's not true Mm. people liked me but like (laughs) (laughs) but it felt like that yeah you know yeah it felt different than yeah you felt different than most of the girls. Exactly. And it's funny, like I have this like one memory 
that's like imprinted in my head where I was like sitting first grade and I'm sitting at a table with like this guy and this girl and he's talking to her. He's like, you're my baby. You're my baby. And I was like, I'm your baby too. Right. And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. So hurtful. (laughs) Yeah. So like that, but I think like until like end of eighth grade, like I wasn't getting attention from the people that I wanted to get attention from. Mm. So I think then going into high school, like then suddenly getting more attention, yeah. there was just like a lot of like, I don't know. It was an interesting kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Did you go through straightening your hair, like the hair drama? Yeah. I mean, I feel really lucky because I've never had a relaxer. Oh, great. So, your parents protected you from yeah, that. Yeah. My mom was very serious about my hair because I think, you know, she had, you know, relaxers growing mm-hmm. up and everything like that. And even still, like my grandmother's like, Ugh, I can't not have a relaxer. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's different cultural. It's how you were raised right? Yeah. and what you get used to and how you Absolutely. get used to seeing your hair. Yeah. But I, I definitely did straighten my hair like all the time. Although when I was much younger, my mom would like do my hair. Okay. So like yeah. she would braid it. When she stopped like braiding it, you know, at yeah. night, then I was like, well, I'm not going to do this. So you were silky smooth for all the bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. Yep. Okay. Yep. And yeah. did you, did your hair suffer because of it? I think it probably did. I mean, I have a lot of hair. It's okay. really thick. Yeah. And you can handle it. <laughs> yeah. It's really long and it like holds heat really well. Okay. So it's kind of fine. Yeah. I mean, like you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really lucky. I realized that. I mean, I wish I there was a couple years ago where I was like, okay, I'm done with the heat. I'm never doing it again. And that lasted for like a couple months. Yeah. Well, do you color your hair at all? No. So I feel like for me, my rule is like you can do heat or color, Mm. but both is like the killer. Yeah. 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 I really try not to put as much heat in as, as I can, but I just feel like my hair is really hard. Like I can't, if I get out of the shower and like walk outside, like oh. I can't do that. I mean, who can? I mean, white women. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't yeah. do that. Either. No, I yeah. can't. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so you're like into like the leaving conditioner, the curling. Cream, yeah. Like you've got your products. Right. But like what I'll do, I like wear a lot of buns. If okay. my hair is natural, like it's just up because yeah. like it's like really thick at the roots and it'll like stick up. And then the rest is like, it's not necessarily heat damage, but it's just like, there's a lot of different yeah. textures in we it. All that it just so many textures. In our- yeah. But I started wearing braids, I guess a couple years ago now, and it took me a while to like get into it. Mm, they look so good on you. Thank you. Yeah. I really like it. I mean, yeah. it's nice to have like long hair down my back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like the first two times that I got braids, like I pretty much took them out the next day. Oh, wow. Just because you were just unhappy with that? Yeah, I was just uncomfortable. Mm. I like didn't feel like myself. And I was mm-hmm. like, Ugh, I don't know what this is. Um, yeah. I feel like that's, by the way, all new hairstyle. Like yeah. whenever you do something, I feel like the next day or immediately after, like I never leave the salon like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. It's yeah. always like, t- there's like a weird like adjustment period. It takes period. a second. Yeah. You have to like really get in your mirror at home. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like live in it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I found the right salon now to get my braids done and like, I'm feeling good about it. It's good, you know, for my hair. It's I've like the growth that happens. like when Oh, I'm when it's hair. in a protective oh style. Game changer. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So wait, where do you go? Just give us the deep. Okay. It's called that. Marquette African Hair Braiding. Okay. In Flatbush. Ooh. Very cute place, but you have to go 
at nine in the morning because it's not like a like a reservation place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Amazing. And you they're so sweet. Sit there all day. Sit there. Listen to these ladies like make comments about like daytime television. Yeah, of course. It's like lovely. Yeah. Like best case scenario, Wendy Williams comes on and you're yeah. like, yes, <laughs> exactly. Everything I want right now. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah. So. Okay. So you're a protective styler. Yeah. So when do you think you sort of came into your look? Mm-hmm. Like you're like, this is how I want to present myself to the world. Pretty recently, I feel like. It's funny. So when I was in middle school, I used to wear like jeans and like two like wife beaters on top of each other (laughs) (laughs) and like a sweatshirt. And like pretty much now I wear like jeans and just like a wife beater, but it's like cropped. Okay. And that's like my go to sexier version of your middle school uniform. Right. So it's pretty much been the same thing the entire time. I mean, I think sometimes I like struggle with the idea like I wish I I should be doing more, you know, with you know, everything, but I just like to be comfortable and, you know, keep it easy and being comfortable is so important. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't like fussiness. I know. But what about when you have to get dressed up and go to like a red carpet or like a black tie event? Like I'm sure you're going to premieres and events and. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, okay, makeup wise, I don't like wearing a lot of makeup on my face. I feel like I don't look like myself and Mm. it makes me feel really bizarre. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that. I I love dresses and playing at that and stuff, but really, I mean, like I just, at your core, you're just like a comfortable, keep it simple. Exactly. Okay. Love that. Mm -hmm. When did you start developing a real skincare routine? I remember for Christmas one year, maybe in like middle school or maybe it was lower school. My mom got me like some face wash and some toner. <laughs> it's like Merry Christmas. <laughs> and you were like, okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I think since then I've, that's kind of when I started figuring out what that ritual is. I think, you know, in the past like year and a half, I've really kind of developed that into a ritual. Okay. Like I wake up in the morning, I take a shower, I brush my teeth and then it's just like, yeah, give us your morning skincare yeah. routine. So in the morning, I wake up, make my bed, take a shower. You make your bed every morning? Oh, yeah. I can't not make my really? bed. Yeah. I hear for a lot of people that that's like sets the tone for accomplishment for their day. Absolutely. Also, I'm like the type of person who will like stay in my bed. Okay. Um, And I work from home. So yeah. that just like signals that like, okay, the day is starting. Okay. It's like the bed's off. Like, right. We're, we're, we're starting. This exactly. Party. Okay. Got it. Um take a shower, brush my teeth. I have like a, like a milk cleanser that I use on my face. Then, um, some witch hazel astringent pads. Love. Um, I love witch hazel. Yeah, me too. And I really see a difference in my skin using that. Then I'll put on my moisturizer and I've started doing my jade roller, which is a nice. really nice. I love that because it's just like, I'm a little witchy. Okay. And so obviously like getting all of the blood moving and all yes. of that. Um, but just to like connect with like the stone yeah, no, it's <laughs> and kind of get experience. all of the, yeah, the healing properties from that. Again, it's another great way to just kind of like ground me yeah. and like get me ready for the day. Then I do my makeup, which is like the same thing every day. Really? Just like, yeah. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't do makeup. Like, <laughs> okay. But wait, what's your, what's your daily makeup look? Um, I do like some concealer under my eyes, like touch up any little spots that I might have and then just bronzer. Okay. Um, which bronzer. brands do you use? I use Mac bronzer. Okay. Like a Fenty concealer 
Glossier, like spot treatment, whatever. And then I'll use, for a while I wasn't wearing mascara. You have great lashes. Thank you. May I say. They're really blonde. So like for like a really long time, I would only wear like really, really black, black mascara. Mm. But now I'm like off to brown, softening it up a little bit. Yeah. And then I use the Glossier cloud paint. Oh, I love um, that. Me too. That's such a good cheek It's blush. my favorite. Yeah. Wait, which color do you use? Uh, which one do I use? Is it the orangey one or like the... It's, it's like the like the tan beigey one. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. such a good product. Yeah. It's great. And I like that one too because I can like, you know, use it for my little cheeks. And then if I want to do like, if I'm feeling funky, I might yeah. like throw it on as like eyeshadow. Yes. I uh, love a multi-use product. Yeah. Me too. Anything. And I don't like using brushes. I use a brush for my bronzer, but everything else I use my fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Just get in there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like messy. I kind of just same slop it on and keep it. And I also feel like it makes everything blend better with like the warmth of your fingers. Yeah. I really feel like helps. No, it definitely does. Yeah. I was using a beauty blender for a while, but then I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, beauty blenders just freak me out when I feel like they're not clean. Yeah. No, it's like porous and yeah yeah but I have like a lot that I just like cycle through yeah okay this question I ask a lot of people and I'm very curious to get your point of view just because you're so much younger than me Mm -hmm. how old are you 25 25 okay so we've got like a good five years who were like your beauty icons growing up like who did you like look at and think like oh I want to be her gosh like you probably don't even know who Samantha Mumba is I don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listeners, you guys, older <laughs> listeners, you guys know who Samantha Mumba is, but yeah. That's a really good question. Gosh, I like have a huge crush on Penelope Cruz, but that's oh, different. Um, man, she's, yeah. Vicky Cristina Barcelona really oh, sealed the deal God. on my all time crush for her. I love that movie yeah. so much. Yeah, it's great. And it's, Javier Bardem. Uh, and aren't they together? Yes, I they're mean, married. It's so good. Couple goals. She's really, she like really killed it in that movie. Who else? I don't know. I mean, I think that like it was always hard because I feel like there wasn't really anybody who like looked like me. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say. I mean, you didn't like have people that like you looked at and you were like, oh my gosh, I wish I could look like that. Not then, not when I was growing up. If I did, I forgot. Um, (laughs) But like, impact. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, like I'm like Solange. Like, yeah. Because the thing is, like, I love this. She, you know, will have like some like bold makeup sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's pretty pared down. Yeah. And absolutely. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I just, I mean, she's gorgeous. She uh, really is. And creative and cool. Yeah. And just like doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So she's always like, anytime I get my hair or makeup done, I'm bringing pictures of her. Yeah. Oh, you know who I like? Is this how you say her name? Kiersey? I don't know her last name. She's an actress. She Oh, she's like on is she on like one of these Netflix shows about like love and relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where like every episode's like a different Yeah. Easy. Oh I love that Easy. show. Okay. Yes. The I episode love that, that she was in, season two, is my favorite episode. It's her with the other show. woman. Right? Exactly. That They're is a, a couple. Great episode. That's a great episode just for the listeners out there. Yeah. Um, because they're this like lesbian couple, white woman, black woman. The white woman is a curator putting on this feminist show. Her girlfriend is like getting into burlesque. And the white girl is like, I don't want you to do that. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. She brings her over to her show. They're like all these white girls rolling around on the floor, like taking their boobs out. (laughs) And 
it's interesting in the show, they don't really like address what the issue is. Right. right. But it's just so interesting to have this conversation about like feminism and sexuality and like who gets to do what and what is considered like feminist and what's considered like vulgar and by yeah. who. I just thought that was a really interesting Oh my gosh, idea. totally, yeah. totally. And they don't really get into their interracialness, no. but that's also like an aspect of their misunderstanding. It's such a huge part of it. And that's why I think it's interesting. I'm like, huh, like all of this is right there. Interesting for them to not yeah. address it. Yeah. And I wonder like if other people watching it I are know. like catching on. To I feel that. like they needed you in the room when they were writing that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Do you want to eventually like create shows and like. Yeah. I love people. Yeah. I just like, I really enjoy watching and listening to people. So I'm always like writing things down, whatever okay. anybody says. Um, so I would love to create either a television show or a web series or a movie. I'm writing a script now and it's Ooh. taking forever. Have you shared it with your parents yet? No, I haven't. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it's always the same. They're like, okay, good. Nice, but like no, you, no. you have to be like, I need critical feedback. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it too, I think it's lost in translation, just like generally, generationally. I had that issue a lot with my professors at school being like, this oh, is really? cool. I don't know what you're talking about, oh my but gosh. I'm sure you're right. <laughs> um, I'm Okay, I feel like your parents are cooler than you're giving them credit for though. They are, yeah. Compared to most That's probably parents. true. Yeah, yeah, they do. And it's funny, I think sometimes, like, I remember we had one, because I also worked um, in the writer's room for both seasons of She's Gotta Have It. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. And, fabulous show. Yeah. And that was really interesting because, I mean, I was closer to Nola's age than anybody else in the room. Yeah. Um, so you were really, like, the voice closest to her voice. Right. As much as they would, like, allow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was just an interesting, because I remember we had, like, one instance where they were, like... I don't know. They just wanted Nola to do something like really shocking and terrible. And like they like suggested something that like I did, <laughs> you know, and it's like that's not shocking enough. Like you're worried like nobody cares, oh you know, God, that's so, so like that's really funny. Mm -hmm. Nola Darling, I think was I mean, when the character came out the first time, it was like really shocking and irreverent yeah. and like so revolutionary. But even now it still is to see. And I feel like especially for men, like it's just so oh funny to see God. men talk about this character on Twitter because like they're so shook by a woman having agency over her body and her sex life. Absolutely. It's the same way they hate the SZA album. Yeah. Have you realized that? They're like, True. what is she talking about? Like side chicks. I'm like, <laughs> relax. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah, no, it's really, it's, it's so funny. I had both a therapist and a past lover be like, oh, I thought you were trying to do like a Nola darling thing. I'm like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like I'm living my life. I'm just trying to do me. Me. You know, that's so funny. But that's what my dad gets anyway, though. Oh my God. You know, it's like. Your karmic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That the characters you create like come yeah. back to you in life. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. I actually have a funny story. I don't know if you know this. So my mom was Miss Maroon in White. Do you know what that means? Uh, For Morehouse College? Yes. Okay. Like homecoming. She was homecoming queen. Okay, cool. And your dad directed her homecoming video. Oh, really? Yes. That's so funny. Yeah. So like I like I think I first met your dad at like one of the reunions and he was like, your mom was like very cool and nice to me. He's like uh -huh. all these other people that are like coming up and talking to me now. Like we're not the same. Yeah. Didn't have that same energy in college. No. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. 
People change. People do change. But I think you always remember who is like real. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's an interesting time to be a feminist, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the perceptions around what women can and can't do and what's considered feminist are changing. Yeah. Like I, I think about a woman like Meg the Stallion. Uh-huh. Then I also think about Beyonce, who I love and adore. And everyone who listens to the show knows I'm like hardcore beehive. But she had a song that came out this summer on the Spirit soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And she has this hook that's like, um, I'm keeping down my body count or I'm keeping my body count low or something oh, as like a... Interesting. It's like, this is a good thing. Like uh-huh. we're keeping our body counts low, like ladies. And I was like, hmm, like, is that... Right. Well, I hope what she meant is that she's just... <laughs> like, being sl- look at us trying to defend Beyonce. Yeah, I'm like, what she meant was <laughs> yeah, exactly. that she was just, you know, really thinking about who she's like i mean do whatever you want exactly yeah Yeah. but maybe people don't want to be precious about who they give their energy no and that's fine too yeah like literally and that's the thing about feminism yeah not that i need to explain it but like it's so funny how people get so like up in arms about like what it just literally do whatever you want in the end that's it (laughs) yeah that's let's just like add that to the dictionary yeah do whatever you want the end but there are so many women, even today in 2020, that do not want to consider themselves feminists. Like they don't self-identify as a feminist. Yeah. Which is kind of bizarre, isn't it? It's really bizarre. And I don't understand it because I think my understanding, I guess, is for women who say that is that they don't. Well, because here's the thing, right? Like feminism is about the equality of the sexes. I mm-hmm. think maybe sometimes if they're saying they don't identify as feminist, mm-hmm. they don't want to like have like women be superior or feel superior. They want like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's like we're equal, but we're not better. Exactly. Your feminist maybe is a suggestion that like, oh, down with men. Right. Well, (laughs) it's funny that you say down with men because I I feel like the sentiment that like men are garbage is like pretty prevalent. Yeah. Um, And it's super toxic. Yeah. Because I mean, you have a brother, right? Mm -hmm. I have a brother. Um, I'm close with him. I love him. I know he's sensitive. I know what he's like when he's like not with his, you know, Yeah. I see him as a fully realized person. And Absolutely. I think that I don't know why it is that there's this like wave of women that just like categorically dismiss men. Yeah. I don't know. It's really unfortunate. I mean, like, okay, <laughs> I spent a lot of my time thinking about like sex and romance and relationships and just thinking about like the ways in which, I don't know, we relate. So I think after like the sexual liberation movement that did a lot of things right but it also did a some things not so well mm. like women are thinking okay like so we're sexually liberated which means that we need to have like sex like men and relationships like men which is a perception that like i'm just gonna have sex with you and then like not talk to you again and mm. that's fun and like mm. leave my emotions out yeah and so now we're dealing with everybody kind of just like in this place where we're not really like allowing ourselves to be vulnerable we're just right. like doing these like kind of like superficial things and yeah. like trying to like you know and that's not great are you on dating apps i am on dating apps okay. yeah i feel like the dating app so i didn't get to date with apps. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what that's like, but I feel like the dating app culture has really lent itself to this like transactional, Mm -hmm. right? It's like everything's a transaction and it's like on to the next. Yeah. I mean, I think there is some of that. It's just depends on like how people want to use it. I've done dating apps, I guess, for a couple of years now. Yeah. Do you like them? I, yeah. I mean, the last guy that I dated, my boyfriend, we met on Tinder. Really? Um, How long were you guys together? We're together for around like 
eight months. That's like long term. Yeah. 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 And I think what was really nice is the fact that like since we are both meeting on this platform, you can be as specific as you want to be. Like Mm -hmm. obviously like in terms of like the type of relationship you want. Like if you're just looking for a hookup, it's okay to just look for a hookup and be honest about it. Just be open about it. Exactly. Like honestly, like that should be the preferred method. Just say what you want and like then find somebody else who also wants the same thing. Yeah. So I think dating apps are good in that way. Obviously like people can use them and just kind of like swipe through. Also sometimes if I'm just bored, like it's like an instant validation app. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, oh, all these people like me. Exactly. Yeah. How do you go about like choose, like speaking of beauty, how do you go about choosing your photo? Because I feel like, well, you tell me and then I'll tell you how I would approach it. Okay. So it was funny. I was talking to my friend about this last night. Yeah. She was like, I don't have any pictures to put on the app. And I was like. Was it Tinder also? Yeah. Okay. I like Tinder. Tinder is the people's dating app. Okay. The other ones just feel like too like. Okay. Ugh. So um, she had to figure out her profile picture for right, Tinder. Exactly. Okay. And for me, like, I think I look best or I like my face best in selfies. Okay. Just because, like, I can control everything. Yeah, sure. But just, like, I don't know. What do I like? I really like my dog a lot. And, like, apparently people like dogs. So, okay. Like, so you've got a selfie of with your her. dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, selfie dog. Exactly. And but in your selfie. Uh-huh. Is it you looking your absolute best? Because when I was, what I was thinking about my approach was like, I feel like if I was on a dating app, I would use a picture of myself looking like 50, maybe 60%. Yes. That's okay. a smart strategy. Yeah. I think I have, I have like what, like four pictures on mine. Like they're not like flawless. Okay. Because like I am not, a, I just that's, I don't, I'm yeah. a real person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's important. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to mislead anyone. Yeah. I don't want anybody to like feel disappointed. I know. And I definitely look better in person anyway. So like. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to ask you your absolute favorite beauty products mm-hmm. or trends of the moment. Oh, okay. Well, we said this before. Trends. I love big eyebrows. Yes. And um, you are blessed with naturally thank full, you. thick, lush brows. Yes. Yeah. I've never touched them. So that helps a lot. Okay. So you never overpluck them. They've no, just always been I able just, to gr- grow to their full glory. Exactly. I remember one time I like went to some eyebrow thing and they were like, it's good. You could like trim them, but like trim eyebrows. That's weird. So, um, so how do you like, I guess, groom them? Yeah. So I take a little spoolie thing okay. and I just kind of like fluff them up. Okay. And then I do a boy brow. I usually do it in blonde. But since we're in winter right now, I'm using brown. Yeah. I can afford to go a little bit darker. Yeah. Is it hard for you to find foundation that matches your skin tone? Because you're a black woman, Uh but you have light skin. And then it's like, must be like a weird... It's like they're probably not thinking about you as they're formulating. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I mean, I don't wear a ton of foundation. Foundation. I just try to like put on as much bronzer as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that kind of like makes it easy. And I like bronzer better because it's sheer. I have a lot of freckles and like no, I beauty love your marks. Freckles. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can, I want to see them. Yeah. So. You don't want to cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brows and yes. you do the boy brow and the spoolie. Yep. Okay. That's every day. Oh, my jade roller, which I talked about. Yes. Where do you get your jade roller? I just got it at Bloomingdale's because okay. I had a gift card. So it's real jade. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Does it feel heavy in your hand? It could feel heavier probably. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it a big one or a small one? It's like a medium sized one. Medium sized one? Yeah. But it's got like a larger one and, and then a small okay. one. Yeah. So that's been really good. And I do that twice a day after nice. I put on my moisturizer. Nice. 
with the jade roller, you really see a difference? Or is it more of just the ritual? I think it's more of the ritual. I mean, I think probably I've only just started using it really. But I think there probably will be a difference and definitely like down the line. Oh, yeah. Like I'm trying to like, you know, do a lot of preventative stuff. I mean, you're a mom. Yeah. Guys, just Google Tanya Lee (laughs) and you will see what a bombshell looks like. She is gorgeous. She is ageless. Yeah. People probably think you guys are sisters. Like she 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 looks amazing. I need to interview her about all of her beauty secrets. No, seriously. My mom is beautiful. She's really um, and she's really like very serious about health and wellness and yeah. fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, super like on top of yeah. everything. <laughs> so that that yeah. definitely helps as well. And with your jade roller, have you tried yet putting it in the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that the best? It is. It's really good if you're feeling like a little puffy yeah. on a particular day. That'll help just kind of yeah. bring it down. Bring everything down. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, other beauty trends you're obsessed yeah. with. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if this is a trend But I was just thinking about this. Oh, okay. This correlates to what I was saying earlier about just like queerness and making that visible. Yeah. Like I started growing out my armpit hair. Okay. Um, This is definitely a trend. Yeah. Definitely a trend. Yeah. And I really like that. I'm like trying to figure out the right like way to do it though, because I feel like if it gets too long. (laughs) Like what's the right way? Right. Like then do I like cut it or do I shave it and like start all over again? Yeah. Because I don't really like having my armpits bare anymore. It doesn't feel... feel... Right. And I, I, there's something I think really beautiful just about like, I don't know that because it's like natural or something. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's such a concerted choice to make as a woman to yeah. not shave your armpits yeah. that I feel like it's just kind of like a badass, like, especially it when is. you're like, in a tank top, like, you know, and when it's like deliberate, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I know what she's about. She's not conforming to exactly preconceived notions of how a woman should look. Right. And it's almost sometimes too, like, what's it called? A barrier of entry. Mm. A little bit like it kind of shuns t- the people that you don't really want to attract. Exactly. Like if you're not into this, then like, like then that's. Yeah. Fine. Thank you. Yeah. You've eliminated yourself from the pool. You made my job easier. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've spoken to someone on the show who had um, laser hair removal on her like pubic hair. Mm-hmm. Like way back in the day when like Brazilians were the thing. And she's like, I'm so sad that I can't have like a seventies full bush. Oh, like I'm devastated. <laughs> yeah. But, but, and that that's the thing. It's like things change. Yeah. If you do something permanent, then you're not going to be able to like enjoy the changing times. Yeah, exactly. No, everything just comes in and out of style. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. Any other beauty faves? Um, Are there any like treatments you love? Your nails look beautiful, by the way. Is this a gel situation? Yeah. So I only do, I'm very serious about my nails. Yeah. Nails are done. Are these real? These are my real nails. I'm dead. (laughs) What? Your nails are gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I really love having my nails done and I get them done powder gel. So this is like the the SNS powder. Yes. Best thing ever. I used to get the regular gel and that ate my nails up so this like keeps them really strong and beautiful and lovely i get them done once a month and they look perfect standing all the time yeah i think Uh, that's it i feel like i've been causing myself stress by like booking and then rebooking and then going on yelp and then i feel like if you just have like a standing appointment no it's going to be done right i just go across the street from my house yeah and it takes a long time (laughs) i know so (laughs) i was just gonna say that i feel like the sns dipping i was sitting there and i was like so it's been an hour no it takes a really long time but but it lasts all month yeah it lasts forever it looks so good exactly it was one of those things like this is a weird thing and another thing from like high school that i remember that i'm like huh but i'm also like "Eh." i remember this guy in my high school was just talking about like he didn't trust girls who didn't have their nails done 
Oh my I was God, like, say the stupidest thing. They say dumb stuff, but I will not lie. That did it stick with me. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But also like, where did he hear that from? <laughs> I don't know. That's like you a, weirdo. That's a weird Stop thing. looking at people's hands then. Just like, I don't know. It's like, I don't trust guys who say things like that. No, definitely not. So not funny. him. Like, forget it. <laughs> but, but I will say that having your nails done feels good. Oh, it's great. It feels like your life is together. Absolutely. In a weird way. Yeah. No, I really will always have my nails done yeah. for the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. You're committed. Yeah. And you do like a oval mm-hmm. shape. Yeah. I like to have it very like oval. They were a little bit square before and that was really like giving me an identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, who am But square nails are like all the rage now. Yeah. Now this next part, I love this because I feel like we can learn so much from our mistakes. Yes. Your biggest beauty mistakes mm-hmm. and like how you bounce back and learn yeah. from them. I've tried to have bangs at two different points okay. in my life. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to have bangs? Okay. First time it was like 2007. Okay. And like side bangs were the thing. Yeah. And I just wanted like a really fluffy side bang. Yeah. Um, I remember that moment. Yeah. And I just, I did it and I thought it looked cute, but it did not. <laughs> Um, <laughs> looking back at photos, you're like, no, yeah, wasn't it? No, it's not it. I, did, I know. And then I got bangs again after I graduated school, college, and I wanted like a wispy, like front bang, mm-hmm. and like it was just terrible. <laughs> okay. Now, I went to a party on Saturday night, and my good friend who I've known since college had uh-huh. amazing bangs, and I was like, Tiffany. Your hair looks bomb. And she was like, clip-ins from Amazon. Really? And I was like, this is what you do. If you want to experiment yeah. with a bang, I feel like you just get some clip-ins, cut them, style your hair, and just like live that life without cutting your own hair. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely yeah. the way to go because it took so long for to my hair out. to grow back again. Okay. And like when it did, it was cute because now I've got like a nice little like layered kind of like okay. framing pieces. Cute. But I didn't have to cut my hair. To get that. Yeah. yeah. And wait okay. two years. Exactly. Like, so we can all crazy. learn. We can all learn from that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Any other mistakes? I don't know if I would necessarily call this a mistake, but when I was younger, I remember like when I first started wearing makeup, I would just wear like really dark eyeliner. Oh God. My eyes I had all that the time. Face. Like yeah. black, matte, yeah. coal liner. Exactly. Like on the waterline. <laughs> like a raccoon. Yeah. Why were we putting black eyeliner on our waterline, on our lower Waterline. That, that is how you make style. your eyes look smaller. I know. I blame Avril Lavigne. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. No, that was all it was. <laughs> um, yeah. Glad that's over. Yeah. But I think it's like interesting, right? Because like what I've realized is just like less is more. Like yeah. if I can put stuff on and it just like makes what's there look a little bit better than like that's yeah. perfect. I yeah. don't need to do anything crazy. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Do you follow like the beauty YouTube trend world? Not closely. Okay. I like, you know, check it out here and there. Check it, check in and yeah. in and out. Well, there is a movement now around soft glam, which makes oh. me so happy because I'm like, I've been waiting for this. Yeah, I like that. What is soft glam? Soft glam, it's basically just like a more diffused, like less of like the cut crease, mm. hard contour, like less glitter, like more like soft nudes that are really blended together. Yeah. And I'm like, this has been what I've loved about makeup from the beginning. So yeah. I'm happy that like it's a trend now. That's good. I love that. I mean, I'm always so impressed with people who can like really like. Oh, yeah. It's an art. Faces. It's an art. I, I have no idea how. Yeah. To even begin. But I, yeah, personally, I just feel like a softer look is really 
better for you. Yeah. But you seem to take great care of your skin. Thank you. Because I was, we were uh, like in the Caribbean over Christmas break and I was just in the sun and I can like see the damage in my face mm, already. Yeah, the sun is killer. Even yeah. with sunscreen on. I know. And yeah. it's like really scary. It's like, oh my God, I've literally aged. <laughs> I'm sure you did it. Like, I totally know what you mean. When you look at your skin after you've been in the sun for a prolonged time, you're like, I can see the sun's impact. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to do a little bit of damage control. But I also just being in the sun is great. I mean, yeah. But also I feel like it's when you look the best, too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like glowy. Exactly. Dewy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like good and bad. I do like sheet masks. Um. I have one from that sample. I think it's called expectations. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I like the name. Yeah. If it's not the name of something, it should be. be. But they have a lot of really good, like moose masks or something. Um, But those get a little bit tricky though. Those, I like the sheet masks because they're like clean and easy. You know, if you have to like wipe all the stuff over your face. Really? I feel like, I feel like the rinse off ones are so much easier. Really? It's just because I hate sitting still. Mm. So the sheet mask, like being asked yeah, to yeah. lie for 20 minutes, just like too much. Yeah. You're asking too much of me. But you know what? Someone DM'd me this. So thank you to whoever like slid into my DMs and gave me this tip because I always talk about how I'm too impatient for sheet masks. Mm-hmm. Showering with a sheet mask on. Oh. Which is brilliant. Like, yeah. I'm like, why haven't I ever thought of that? That is smart because you get the extra moisture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're stand, you know, you just put mm. it on, you get in the shower, you do your thing, you come, you come out and you're done. Oh, smart. That is smart. That's smart. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> Easy beauty hacks. Easy beauty hacks. Okay. So we talked about your skincare, mm-hmm. your minimal approach to makeup, which I love, your beautiful braids. What do you do in terms of like body? Like, do, uh-huh. are you a workout person? No. Okay. I hate working out. Really? Yeah. And you're proud. It sounds like you're like, you're like, this is what I hate and I'm not going to pretend otherwise. I hate it. It's funny. So I've watched girls, the TV show over and over and over again. Okay. I'm afraid for what you're going to say next, because so the thing I get the most flack for out of ever, all of my taste is that I like girls. No, I love that. Show. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. We're, we are content soulmates yeah. because that show is the reason I love Adam Driver to this day. Adam Driver is my favorite person. Person, right? Like just like Adam Driver. Um, oh my gosh, did you meet him when he was in Black Klansman? He's lovely. Oh he's, my god, does he like smell amazing? Yeah, and he just oh my god, this was so funny. We were at con, and my mom and I both can like be like annoying sometimes. So we were just like all dressed up, and we we're sitting next to him, and we we're like, well, you were so good in that movie. <laughs> You were like so good. He's like, okay, can we talk about something else? Please? Yeah. He was like, oh my gosh, too much attention. We were like really going for it. Oh my God. Yeah. I So I am a fan of girls. Mm-hmm. I understand all of the issues with the lack of representation. Absolutely. They're clear. Serious Lena Dunham problem. has serious gaps. in. But I thought that that show was phenomenal. It's And I think it was showing a slice. Like when you watch girls and then you watch Sex in the City. Now, I love Sex in the City. Just it's ingrained in my DNA. Like that show is life. Yeah. <laughs> it's sex in the city. But then when you watch girls, it's so much more realistic in terms of how young women in New York are finding themselves and struggling and mm-hmm. making these awful mistakes. So I love girls. Okay. So you were watching. And girls. I think just, yeah, but I think also what's interesting about girls, like the characters to me are so much more textured mm, and rich than yeah. they are in sex in the city. Totally. But if we are going to talk about sex in the city, I'm a Carrie son. Um, Samantha Rising and Charlotte Moon. Um, (laughs) Love that. Carrie Sun, Samantha Rising, Charlotte Moon. Yes. Love it. But there's one thing 
on this one episode where like Hannah and Adam are running and he's like, come on. And she's like, Adam, I do not have endorphins. They don't work on me. And I was like, wow. Oh, <laughs> my God. Me, me too. <laughs> like, I do not like this. Like, yeah. it's not fun. There's yeah. no relief. Yeah. Like, I feel sick and I have a headache now. <laughs> I mean, running is miserable. Yeah. Even people, but people that run will tell you that running's miserable. Right. No one likes running. No, I know. But I'm the type of person like, why are you doing it? Yeah. You're like, you're not going to force yourself to do it because no. it's like, quote unquote, good for you. Uh-uh, I hate yeah. that. Okay. Um, but I do dance. Um, okay. So I danced a lot in high school. I'm like starting to get back into it. Nice. I dance a lot by myself, but I'm trying to take more classes. Oh my gosh. Have you tried banana skirt fitness? No. Okay. We'll go. That is my favorite dance class. They have a class called ratchet Zumba. <laughs> wow. Incredible. And then they do like choreo classes. So you can learn like the choreography to like upgrade you or like, Oh, I love that. It's so banana skirt fitness. Yeah. yeah. It's okay, in midtown. Cool. It's right. fab. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to write it down. Yeah. So I don't forget. It's such a good class. I love that. And are you into like meditation? Yeah. I think meditating is kind of like, can be a little bit difficult for me, but I, really try to um like just be mindful mm-hmm. in my everyday and I'm making a really big effort this year to like sit down and journal every day mm. because I love to write and I write all the time I think just sometimes it'll just be like notes and thoughts but I'm really trying to just like sit down and kind of like check in with myself and see where I am because it really makes such a difference it really does yeah, yeah. just to kind of know where I am in space. Yeah. And writing that down really helps. Mm -hmm. So are you one of these people that like sets intentions for the new year? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I feel like you are so young and you've already found so much success. Like you, um, that short film you directed, was that just last year? Uh, yeah. Starring Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) Right. Casual. Yeah. Like how many people your age have been able to like, you know, direct and work with talent at that level? That was a good one. With Michael B. Jordan, we, my dad directed that and then I wrote it okay um, so sorry yeah you direct but you wrote it yeah yeah do you have a vision board and you set your intentions and then you go after it yeah I do I mean I think I'm it's a process I know what I want and so I'm like trying to like put all these things into a vision board but then sometimes I just get lazy and I'm like eh, I don't want to do that <laughs> I think setting intentions is really important and the other thing that I'm like starting to realize and have realized I guess in the last like two years is that manifestation is so real And so just getting clear with myself about what it is that I actually want. Yeah. And then just focusing my energy towards that. It's so true. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Well, we live in the matrix. Right. So that's like a cheat code. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to like, what is it that you want? Think about it. Like, and then work towards that. Um, Yeah. You know what, though? I think the more and more I talk to people about what they want to do and figuring out their career. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, especially younger people, struggle with what it is they want. Mm -hmm. I feel like once you know what you want, it's easier to get there. But figuring out what you really want is actually kind of hard. Oh, it's really hard. Yeah. And that's why I think like journaling like helps Mm. me kind of like explore. Exactly. And like drown out all the noise. And I think also I was it's funny, like in this new year, my friends and I have been talking and just been like really like kind of like offering our opinions on each other. Like Mm. I had dinner with my friend the other night. And he was like, what are my strengths and weaknesses to oh, you? Wow. Like, what do you think? And then I asked him you the, know, same. the same. And yeah. it was really interesting to hear like what, because it's hard to know like what, what people's perceptions of you. And like, you know, you get so in your box right. and everybody thinks of themselves like differently. 
and I've done this with other friends and I hear the same things, which are not necessarily what I would necessarily so you can think. see a common thread between people's self, like perception of you. Exactly. Interesting. Right. And then like, you know, taking that opinion yeah. and being like, huh, does that resonate with me? Yeah. Like, what can I use from that? How can I like make the most out of? Yeah. Do you mind if I ask what the common thread is? Yeah. Um, community building, like event planning and yeah. like bringing people together. together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because like that's always and like that and also just like supporting artists back to the network. Exactly. Yeah. That's been like a theme like throughout my entire life. I remember like in second grade, I like managed a band. Oh my you know, God. we like had performance. I like set up her performance on the playground. Yeah. Like, so just kind of like keeping that in mind and being like, okay, what the things that I want to do with my art, how can I continue to build these communities and really help support other artists and make sure that like, we're feeling like loved and we get to like, just be happy together. I had a birthday party. My birthday is December 2nd. And I had like a 25 person dinner and it was wow. amazing. Really? It was wonderful. I just like, there was so much love and respect and um, good energy around. Yeah. And for me to be able to like facilitate that and bring everybody together was an honor and a privilege. Yeah. And like, it's the best. And you kind of look around, right? And you think this is this is the community I've built for myself. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And just seeing like, wow, everybody is so special and different and talented and smart. How lucky I am yeah. to be, you know, here with these people. I love that idea of asking your friends what they think your strengths and weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. I'm going to steal that. Yeah. I like that. It was good. It was like a little scary. Yeah. But really, I mean, it's easy because it's people that love you. So Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's coming from a good place. Mm -hmm. Well, Speaking of manifesting, mm -hmm. I already talked about this on my last intro, but I did my, do you know, Into the Gloss? Yeah. So I've been reading that site since I was in college mm -hmm. and I was obsessed with it. And obviously talking to women about their approach to beauty and skincare in a long form thing is like what this podcast is. And it's so funny because like the day of the shoot, I remember just like looking to my husband and being like, I like manifested this. Yeah. Like it's insane that like in a few minutes they're coming over to shoot me for this thing that I've read religiously. Yeah. But it was such a like thing in my head that I like dreamed about like coming true. But I realized it's because I put energy towards that happening that mm -hmm. it happened. Yeah. But they asked me a lot about my approach to like fragrance and like body care. And I feel like that's a very overlooked, because especially on Instagram, because you can see what people look like, but you don't know what they smell like. Right. You don't know what body lotion they're using. <laughs> so what are your like go-to scents? Yeah. I wear Santel 33 okay. like everybody else. Yeah. Have uh, you seen that like viral video of the guy that talks about how everyone wears Santel 33? No. Oh my gosh, I'll show it to you after this. It's okay. hysterical. It's just the best. It like, smells amazing. It smells I love it. really good. I love it. Yeah. I'd probably wear it more if I wasn't so concerned with like blending it because it yeah. just smells so good. No, it smells so good. It's fun. I, people like when I wear it, like people always yeah. like... They're like, what is that? And you're like, it's until 33. Yeah, you don't know. You already now. knew it. <laughs> yeah, um, you knew before you asked. Yeah. But that's really fun. And I didn't really wear perfume until I started wearing this. Yeah. Like regularly. And it's unisex, right? Which I yeah. feel like is, those are the best fragrances. I think so too. I don't like anything too sweet smelling. Same. Uh, Floral. Same. Yeah. No, no. But like body care, I wear um, the L'Occitane shea butter cream oh nice yeah every day really is yeah. it a pump or is it a like tub it's a tub okay it's like really thick yeah it's so it's like the best cream 
really ever yeah it really makes such a difference in my skin and like my goal is to be the softest person in the world yes i um, love that goal yeah and it really helps yeah she- once you get into shea butter lotion is just like no what is this? i can't it's like yeah no, yeah no it has to be this yeah and when you're traveling and mm-hmm. you travel a lot do you have like your go-to like hand cream lip balm facial spritz i do the bomb.com Oh, okay. I think you're like Glossier, Glossier girl. I Are really they gifting like you? No, they're not. They should. Oh, um, wow. Please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they should, please. Yeah. But they make they make great stuff. Yeah, easy they do. Stuff. It's easy. And my best friend used to work there. Really? So yeah. she would bring stuff all like, the time, all the yeah. time. And I just really like their products. But yeah, I use their lip balm and then also their lip gloss, the clear one. I love their clear lip gloss. It's the best. So much. It's I just really, ran out of mine and I'm devastated. No, it's gorgeous. It's just, it gives, because it really does like a nice thing to like the natural like yeah, tint of your lips. Totally. Um, It's really. And it looks pretty. different on everyone. Yeah, it does. And speaking of people asking what you're wearing when you're wearing Santal 33, every time I wear that clear lip gloss, people mm. are like, what lip gloss is that? And I'm yeah. like, it's just clear gloss from Glossier. No, it's the best. And the consist- consistency. So good. Good stuff. Yeah. And then I have a little spritz called Beam Me Up that I got at the Fluid Project before it closed. The Fluid Project closed? Yeah. When? <laughs> like recently. This is like news to me. I know. It's kind of by my office. I'm going to like walk back. Yeah, check, investigate. check. Yeah, for uh, people listening, it's such a niche thing. No one knows what we're talking about. But <laughs> it was this very cool retail space that had, it, there was no gender distinction. It was yeah. just clothes, just accessories. Just, it wasn't like, this is a men's shop. This is a women's shop. Everything was fluid. Yeah. Hence the fluid project. Exactly. But I know that even if they're not in the space now, they're still doing like e-com and stuff like that. Okay. So okay. You can probably still, still find check them this. out. Yeah. yeah. Beam me up. It was a really, really like great like witchy spray. It was like lavender, like eucalyptus. I think maybe some like peppermint. Nice. And it was just really nice because it was like, oh, there was witch hazel in it also. It was a good like, you know, like refresher, but also I would just like spray it all over. And with the Santel, like it smells Mm. really good. That was a nice like little um, mix. I need to get some more of that. Yeah, I love when when fragrances can be layered. And, yeah, and that's the best. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Okay, my final question yes. that I ask all of my guests: When do you feel most beautiful? Oh, I probably feel most beautiful like alone in my room. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love my room. Yeah, I like spend a lot of time in there, and if I'm just like joking around with myself, like. <laughs> When I feel the most beautiful, um, I think like dancing, just kind of moving. I also feel really beautiful in a different way. I think when I'm like working, Mm. Um, I always like joke, like going to film school is great because like you just have to lug around a bunch of stuff all the time. Just like constantly. Yeah. Like so much equipment. Oh my God. So heavy. But I feel like that's like made me really strong. And like, even now when I'm doing my projects, like it's really exciting to me that like, I'm just like the type of person who will just like carry a bunch of stuff up the stairs yeah. and like be like sweating and hot and like. And actually and hot while and you're hot. doing it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> and you're like cut off uh wife beater. Exactly. Jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's a mood. dream. That's a moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you like catch a glimpse of yourself as exactly. you're like, carrying the heavy stuff and you're like, okay. Wow. I look good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I love that answer so much. We just have water, but we can toast with water. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you so much for coming oh, on <laughs> Naked Beauty and sharing your Thank story. Thank you for having me. This so is nice so much to like fun. finally meet you. Yeah. I've been admiring from a distance. Oh, 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I will include a link so you guys can get to know Satchel and see all of her amazing work with Drome in the episode description. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.